Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome. Glad to see you here today. It's uh, uh, it's a little rainy out, but uh, we're glad that uh, it's sunshiny in our hearts, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, is that corny or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here and welcome everyone uh, to as we worship together and as we fellowship with one another. We welcome our guests, especially today. You're very important to us. We're glad that you're here, and we hope that God will bless you in a very special way. Uh, let's uh, go ahead. Uh, let's Don't forget about our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you wouldn't mind to take those and fill those out with any information you feel comfortable giving to us. We don't sell your information to anyone, but uh, uh, give us any information you feel comfortable giving us. And if you'd like to uh, receive our email newsletter, it comes out every Thursday. Uh, please put your email address on there, and we'll get you on that list. It's a great way to keep up with the opportunities and activities here at Community Baptist Church. Also, go ahead and take your smartphone out and check in and let everybody know you're here today. And a few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. Uh, first of all, thank you to our, our men's Sunday school class. A wonderful job this morning for breakfast. This is something we do once a month in the different Sunday school classes, uh, we got even having applause on the back row. The ladies are applauding because they didn't have to cook today. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a wonderful breakfast, so thank you for that. Um, our upperclassmen group will be uh, going to tour the Toyota plant on Thursday, and we're leaving from here at 8 o'clock Thursday morning to go tour the plant and then have lunch and, and come back uh, that afternoon. So if you want to be a part of that, yeah, we'll look for you, Danny. <laughs> Leaving at 8, so be here a little bit before 8. Boy, you're, you're really pushing me there. <laughs> uh, and also, it, you know, it is October. I know it's been kind of hard because it's been warm, so warm into October. But it is October, and we are halfway through October, which means that our fall festival is coming up quickly. October the 31st, we will be having our fall festival here. We'll be feeding lots, hundreds of people chili and hot dogs and, and cookies and things like that. And so uh, we need your help, as we always do. It's a big uh, program that we have here. And so there's a sign-up sheet in the back that you can sign up to, to help serve or do some of the games or whatever. And we're also taking cash donations to help uh, pray the expenses of the food as well. So uh, if you could do that, please uh, please sign up out here or, or see Lana, and she'll, she'll take care of you today. It is good to be here and to share this time of fellowship and worship with you. And today's theme is Try a Little Kindness. That was a song that Glenn Campbell sang uh, years ago. And so today's theme is, is Try a Little Kindness. So let me invite you to stand up. Try a little kindness today. If you're able, stand up and uh, reach across and uh, take someone's hand and give them a smile. I can't make it tomorrow. I've got something else going on. I'm going to try to get out of here. 
different factions, gay, straight, rich, poor, mentally ill, not mentally ill, gun owner, not gun owner. None of this can matter anymore. We are unified in our humanity. And the only thing that we all know, we all appreciate in one another is kindness. This has to come before all things, and you must operate relentlessly this way with everything you have. One, two. Why don't you stand here and face the audience? Because this is your time to shine. <laughs> Children, come on up. Don't be shy. <laughs> 
You know, I, I think when I see all your faces, I'm reminded of that song, Jesus Loves the Little Children. Can you sing that with me? Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Black and white, they are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Okay, I'm going to pass this mic around, and why don't you introduce who you are? Okay. I'm Marley, and I'm eight. I'm Zoe, and I'm eight. I saw your, and I'm four. It's good to see all of you here. And like the pastor said, today's subject is kindness. And I want to ask you, I want to ask each of you, what acts of kindness was done towards you this week? Does anyone have one they'd like to share? An act of kindness that was done for you. I like to share with my ball. Okay. Kindness, anyway. What would you say that is? Huh? Sharing. Sharing. Okay. That's good. It's kind of like caring for other people rather than just yourself. I think about that. Probably the most common act of kindness is you see people open doors for others. What would be an act of kindness that you really go out of your way to do for someone? you have an idea what that might be? If someone falls, you help them up. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, act of kindness. Uh, this week, can you think about what you might do for someone else? And I'll go to each one of you, and you give me a suggestion as to what you might try to do this week for someone else. I'll start at this end. Did everyone hear that? To try and help Gordon not to lose her phone. Help her clean her room. Help somebody if they get hurt. All right. That's good. Uh Don't have one? I'll come back to you later. Don't have one? Okay, you've been thinking about what you can do. Share the piano. Okay. Hold the door for somebody. Okay, if you think of it. <laughs> Help my brother if I need to wipe him when he poops. <laughs> Just like Lady Gaga did on that, uh, told us on that video. You know, the world is a much better place for all of us when we do acts of kindness for other people. So let's keep that in mind, and let's listen to Dr. Tim as he shares more about that. Okay? Thank you very much.
our God gave us when he gave us the free gift of grace.
pray with me, please? Gracious and loving God, we stand before you today in, in all of our humanness, with all of our imperfections, and we stand in awe that you could love us so completely when we are so incomplete. Mm-hmm. Lord, we don't understand it, but we believe it, Lord. And we thank you for loving us. As we worship today, we pray that you would be with us, that you would challenge us, Lord, to, to be givers, to bring a, a touch of your kingdom to this earth today. Help us to serve you, Lord, with the hearts of love and to give, Lord, with hearts of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Scripture this morning is from Mark 9, verses 38 through 43. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does the deed of power in my name will be able soon after to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. 
It is better for you to enter the life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell to the unquenchable fire. This is the word of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time the world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. Dream strong. Don't buy the lie. We've got to do it all. Just let Jesus use you where you are. One day at a time. Live well. Loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With His great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small. cool message that is, isn't it? You know, it's, we've had uh, some interesting times today. We've had uh, a, a sermon by Lady Gaga. <laughs> uh, we've, we've had a song by uh, Glenn Campbell and 
And now we have a message to dream small, which is counterintuitive because we always hear you need to have big dreams and shoot for those dreams. But uh, things, are, uh, things are a little bit different today, aren't they? I heard about a Roman Catholic church that was hosting a community Thanksgiving service. This was to be a first for this church and for the community as well. And so naturally everybody was pretty excited about this. And, and so they had a lot of fanfare and, and, uh, and with great dignity the priest was leading the three, uh, his three Protestant colleagues down the aisle towards the altar. But all of a sudden he realized that he had forgotten to put out chairs for his guests to sit in. And so he hurriedly whispered in the ear of one of his elderly laymen, please get some chairs for, our, for the guest pastors. Well, the elderly gentleman was a little bit hard of hearing, and so he asked the priest to say it again. And so the priest said a little bit louder, please get up and get three chairs for the Protestants. Well, the old man looked a little bit puzzled, but he rose to his feet and turned to the congregation and said, This seems highly irregular, but I've been asked to have you stand and give three cheers for the Protestants. (laughs) Wouldn't you love to be at that service that day? It would would really be refreshing to to hear the Catholics cheering the Protestants, or the Protestants cheering the Catholics for that matter. You know, I think one of the greatest scandals of our faith is the animosity that some groups of Christians have towards others. And I'm happy to say that it's not as bad as it used to be. But you know what? In in some situations, the animosity can be worse within a particular group of Christians as opposed to between different groups of Christians. I mean, we're not called battling Baptists for nothing. Just a couple of weeks ago, my friend Eric Hoy, the pastor at the Presbyterian Church, asked me what kind of Baptist I was, and I told him I was a cooperative Baptist. And then I said, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but that's my, st- my story, and I'm sticking to it. But you know, it has really been encouraging in recent years to see many Christian groups finally beginning to open their arms to one another. For example, just last year, the news was filled with stories of of a joint celebration of the 500th anniversary of Reformation Day by Lutherans and Catholics, including an inspiring message from Pope Francis. Reformation Day, of course, signifies the beginning of the Protestant Reformation in rebellion against the Roman Catholic Church 500 years ago. And so it was quite an historic moment when these Protestants and Catholics could join together in the spirit of reconciliation. When Martin Luther nailed those 95 theses to the Wittenberg church door, it unleashed a movement that caused a multitude of new denominations to be formed. But it also brought about many reforms within the Roman Catholic Church. But unfortunately, it also led to centuries of animosity between the Catholics and the Protestants. I'm glad to see that we are able to put that history behind us and can concentrate on those things that bring us together now. 
And I'm particularly glad that, that we here at Community Baptist Church have a good relationship with our sisters and brothers of different faiths and denominations here in Henderson. Our lesson for today includes an interesting incident that took place in the life of Jesus. The disciple John came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we saw somebody driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. And Jesus said, Don't stop him, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against me is for me. Whoever is not against us is for us. Did you catch that? Listen very carefully to the word of the Lord. Whoever is not against us is for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then Jesus goes on to say, Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of cold water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. Does this scripture strike you like it strikes me? It seems to me that this passage represents the exact opposite of what has happened to Christianity throughout the centuries. Jesus is preaching tolerance for other people who call themselves by his name. And meanwhile, the disciples, what are they doing? They're trying to protect their brand. It appears to me that that we, his followers, have become more like Jesus' original disciples than we have become like him. Look at what has happened to us. We have splintered into thousands of different groups. And each group, of course, feels that we have a corner on the faith, on the truth. And all the while, God must be shaking God's head in disappointment. Jesus' disciples were upset that someone who was not a part of their group was performing miracles in Jesus' name. They felt that they had that privilege alone and that nobody else should be able to do it. And I just wonder what was going through Jesus' heart when John approached him with this predicament. It must have been one of those times when Jesus just shook his head in frustration and sadness. Do not stop him, Jesus said. For no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. What a blow to these disciples' egos. They wanted Jesus to affirm them as his official representatives. And and, and they wanted him to disavow this knockoff who dared to use Jesus' name to do something good. They wanted to know that they owned the trademark and that others were infringing on what rightfully belonged to them. 
But instead of doing that, Jesus told them to let, to let the man do anything that he could to help those who were suffering. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's trying to expand their definition of what it means to follow Christ. He wanted them to accept people who did not express their faith in the very same way that they did. You know, I just, I just have a feeling that there are times when we too have a hard time accepting other people. Even Christians, even other Christians, because they're not like us. I mean, we think that our way is the best way. And that everybody who is a Christian needs to be just like us. And of course, with our nation being as divided as it is between red states and blue states and political conservatives and liberals and one percenters and the rest of us and the theological fundamentalists and the moderates, with all of that in mind, we are fortunate that we don't have a lot more sectarian violence than we do. Folks, when, when will we, we realize that Jesus is just too big to be restricted to one denomination or one culture or one nationality. There are people of every circumstance and every ethnicity that, who bear the name Christian. And just think of how small and how petty we are when we try to restrict Jesus to people who look the way that we do and, and who think the way that we do and act the way that we do. Truth is always bigger than one person's or one denomination's or one political party's grasp of it. Like too many people today, the disciples had a narrow definition of who should be called followers of Jesus. And so Jesus tried to expand their horizons. <clears throat> Jesus said, For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of cold water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose their reward. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? Jesus seems to be saying that a kind deed is more important than doctrinal purity. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, it seems that that's what Jesus is saying, that a kind deed is more important than doctrinal purity. Think about the two instances cited in this story. First of all, we have a man casting out demons. And, and we've talked about that before. We don't really know exactly what that means. It may be a reference to someone with mental illness or maybe in that day and time somebody who has a disease like epilepsy might have been considered to be demon-possessed. We just don't know. But whatever it means, it's obvious that somebody was suffering. And here was this guy trying to help that person who was suffering. And he was doing that, these acts of kindness, this act of kindness in the name of Jesus. And all the disciples could think about was that this man was not a part of their club. He wasn't one of them. So they tried to stop him. Or the other example. 
someone is giving one of Jesus' followers a cup of cold water. And in that part of the world, that was an act of great kindness. Water was scarce. The land was hot and dry. So what do we do? Do we give the person bestowing this act of kindness a test to see if his or her faith is pure enough or his doctrine is is sound enough before we accept the gift of of a cup of cold water? Of course not. These folks are doing something good. And you know what? There's not enough of that in the world today. There's a website you might want to check out sometime. It's called W. I love this. It's called www.actsofkindness.org. Check it out. It's cool. You'll find there there are true stories of people involved in in performing random acts of kindness. And one of the stories there, it's about a man named Houston. He tells about being on a plane, sitting next to a woman who was. Uh, relentlessly energetic and fidgety. And, and Houston was tired and he really just wanted to take a nap. But before he could, could manage dozing off to sleep, the woman tapped him on the shoulder and introduced herself to him. And she said, hi, my name's Elga. And they got to talking to, to each other and eventually it came up that Houston had started an organization when he was, when he was in high school called RAKE, R-A-K-E, which is an acronym for random acts of kindness, etc. And as Houston described what his organization did, Helga got very serious. She told him that she thought that there was nothing more important in the world than kindness. Well, Houston was curious as to why she was so passionate about this and And as the plane took off, she dove into a story of the last time that she had been on an airplane. It was three years before. She was headed to Arizona because she had gotten word that her father's health was declining. And just as the plane was about to leave, just as as they were about to board the plane, her father's physician called to inform her that her dad had passed away. And so for the three-hour plane ride, she just sat there in stunned silence among strangers. She said that when she got to the airport in Arizona, she walked over to the nearest wall, sat down on the floor, and cried. And here's the part that Houston says he'll never forget. For two two hours, she sat there on that floor in that airport and wept while thousands of people walked by. And Helga looked at Houston and said, Houston, not a single person stopped to ask if I was okay. Not one person. It was that day, she said, that I realized how much we need each other. And it was that day that I realized that kindness is not normal. Hmm. Now, I don't want to believe that. 
I've seen too many kind people, and I sure don't want to believe that, that kindness isn't normal. But I have to admit that in in too many instances, she is right. Too many people are so preoccupied with their own concerns that they can't pay much attention to the needs of others. And yet, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus if it doesn't mean that we are to be sensitive as Christ was sensitive to the needs of those who are hurting? Do you see what Jesus is doing with this passage of Scripture? He's calling upon us to expand our understanding of His grace and love. Christ is Lord of all the world, and and wherever people are offering a cup of cold water to one another, guess what? He is there. When people are offering an act of kindness, a cup of cold water, He's there. They may not even know His name. But He is there. And that brings us to our particular task. And that is that we are called to introduce people to the Lord of kindness. My friends, there has been no other person who has ever lived who was kinder than Jesus. And He wants us to do acts of kindness in His name. Mark Twain once said that kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And actually, kindness is the only language that communicates what it means to be the family of God. Pastor Kent Millard gives us a paraphrase of Paul's beloved homage to love in 1 Corinthians 13. It goes like this. He says, I may have a brilliant mind and a wonderful personality and a healthy body, But if I am not kind to those around me, it does me no good. I may have a good income, a beautiful home, and an expensive car, but if I am not kind and generous and sharing them, I don't make any difference in the world. I may have great success in my business or profession. I may have power and influence over many people, but if I don't treat people with kindness, I'm a failure. Kindness is love in action. Kindness is the pebble in the pond whose ripples can change the world. Having the faith to move mountains is great. Having hope in bleak circumstances is wonderful. But deeds of loving kindness transform lives and last forever. I may have many wonderful qualities in my life. But without kindness, they are not enough. My friends, this is crucial. There's only one way to communicate God's gospel that truly attracts people to the family of Christ, and that is with words and with deeds of kindness. You know, so often when people are doing what they call, what they consider to be mission work, they do so from a feeling of superiority. And sometimes they may even feel that the person who is the target of their effort is is distasteful or deplorable. But they don't realize that, that Christ is already at work in the life of that person through acts of kindness and through decency and through concern that people express to them. And the only thing that they really need is a name. 
a name for the redeeming work that is already going on in their lives. And our role is to help them interpret what God is already doing and to do it with kindness. Of course, the best way to witness to the Lord of kindness is through our own acts of compassion and love. This is the way to effectively communicate the gospel of Christ. And it doesn't depend on labels. It doesn't depend, depend on any formal, formal affiliation for validation. It's really very simple. It really is very, very simple. It's just offering a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus to anyone who has a need. And it's recognizing that when someone offers a cup of cold water to us, Christ is already at work in that person's life, whether they are able to name the name or not. And so anytime, anytime anyone, regardless of their denominational affiliation, is trying to help another person, Christ is there. An anonymous author put it like this. Is anyone happier because you passed this passed his way? Does anyone remember that you spoke to her today? Can you say tonight in parting with the day that's slipping fast that you helped a single person of the many that you passed? Is a single heart rejoicing over what you did or said? Does the man whose hopes were fading now with courage look ahead? Did you waste the day or lose it? Was it well or sorely spent? Did you leave a trail of kindness or a scar of discontent? As you close your eyes and slumber, do you think that God will say, you have earned one more tomorrow by the work you did today? Well, thank God that we don't have to earn our tomorrows. They are a gift from a loving and gracious God, a God who gives those tomorrows to us simply and solely as an act of kindness. But now it is our time to pass on what we have received to others. So, three cheers for the Protestants. <laughs> And the Catholics. And for every sect and denomination and every race and ethnicity and every political leaning and sexual orientation and every social economic standing, every person who is bringing kindness to the world. For my friends, kindness is another word for God. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together our closing hymn, which is all about this. How will they know we are Christians? By our love.
If you see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the seed he sowed, if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. Don't walk around the down and out. Lend a helping hand instead of doubt. And the kindness that you show every day will help someone along their way. You've got to try a little kindness. You've got to show a little kindness. Just shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on the narrow-minded streets. Go and be kind one to another. Amen. Amen.